Matthew chapter 26. Reading from the King James Version. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Verse 39 is our text tonight. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. I want to preach to you this evening with the help of God on a message entitled, A Little Further, A Little Further. Let us pray. Reverend Tuig, sir, please pray over our message and messenger. Amen, amen. You may be seated. There was a man named Craig who was at a swimming pool. And as he was there with his child, there was another man there who kind of challenged him. He said, do you think you could hold your breath for at least a minute? And you know how it is when a a man challenges another man, it kind of stirs you up. And he thought, yeah, I, I think I could do that. And so he went underneath the water and he held his breath. And as his chest tightened, he kept on holding and holding. And finally he came up and the man said, wow, a minute, I think it was like 12 seconds. That's pretty good. He said, what if I told you I could teach you how to hold your breath for at least twice that. First he was a little disappointed because he thought there was going to be a head-to-head -head competition. But then he thought, well, okay. And he said, here's what you need to do. Take four huge breaths and calm your mind, calm your thoughts. Close your eyes and slip under the water. And when you're there, just as calm as you can be, Hold your breath till you can't hold it any longer. Don't let your mind scare you. When you get to the end, open your eyes and start counting to 20. When you get to the end of 20, count again. And so he tried it. He took the four large breaths. He calmed his body and his mind. He slipped underneath the water, held his breath, felt his chest tightening. When he got to the end of what he thought he could do, he opened his eyes under the water and counted to 20 and then counted again. Finally, when he got out of the water, the man told him he had held his breath, I think it was something close to three minutes. And the man said this to him. He said, your body can always go further than your mind thinks. Your body can always go further than your mind thinks. 
This is a message and a, and a simple truth that many athletes understand. That their body, their mind will tell them to stop, but their body still has energy to keep going. But not only is this a, me- a message that athletes need to understand and know, it's also a message that Christians need to put into their heart and mind. When the enemy tells us to give up, when your mind says you can't go any further, the trick is, or the answer is, to go just a little further. To go just a little further. In the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 16, David, the king, was going through one of the greatest trials of his life. His own son had turned against him and was trying to usurp the authority, take over the kingdom, and David was on the run. He had to flee the city that he loved. And as he left the city, the Bible said, when David was a little past the top of the hill, behold, Ziba, or Ziba, depending on how you want to pronounce it, the servant of Mephibosheth met him with a couple of asses saddled, and upon them 200 loaves of bread and 100 bunches of raisins and a 100 of summer fruits and a bottle of wine. David, in one of his greatest trials, found help and sustenance a little further. He got to the top of the hill, and just a little past the top of the hill, the Bible said, there was Ziba waiting with all of the goodies. You know, I can't help but say that so often in my ministry, I've seen people come to the very brink of blessing. Maybe they've got to the very place where they were about to surrender their life to God. And for whatever reason, the devil convinced them to give up, to stop trying, to not come to church. Or perhaps he told them that they were too dirty, they couldn't be cleansed. And they got, they gave up just before they got their blessing. There have been Christians suffering in their marriage, troubled, trying to get along, dealing with problems. And in the midst of all the problems, the enemy is there saying, you might as well give up. You might as well surrender. You might as well throw in the towel. And some of them have given up right before the answer was about to come. And so my counsel to you tonight is go just a little further. Go just a little further, a little further. I read to you tonight in the book of Matthew how that Jesus had left the crowd. He left the 12 disciples. He even left the three who were closest to him. And he went a little further. And it was there, face to face with the Father, that he found the strength to embrace the will of God. And I believe the same thing is happening to us. Are you alive tonight? Are you sure? How would you know if you weren't? <laughs> oh, you're feeling your pulse, okay. If there's a pulse there, I guess you are alive. But he was telling us and giving us this, this counsel to just go a little further. The strength to handle the crisis. The wisdom to know which way to go will be there if you go just a little further. I'm reminded of a story a lady was Uh, Every day she'd get up and she'd go to various places around her community to sell her homemade wares. And one day as she was out there, she she had a little stick and she'd throw the stick in the air. And whichever way it landed, she took that as the will of God. She would go in that direction. That was where she was going to sell her wares today. And a man came across her one time and noticed what she was doing. 
And uh, as he came up to her, he asked her, he said, ma'am, what are you doing? And he told, she told him, well, I throw the stick in the air, and whichever way it lands, that I take as the direction of God for the day. And he said, then why did you throw the stick up three times? She said, because God told me to go the wrong direction two times, so I had to throw it again. What she was saying was she wasn't going to do what he had told her to do. Are you still here? Sometimes we find the strength to go when we go where God tells us to go and not where we want to go. I got a phone call, I think it was this morning or late last night, and one of our brothers said, Pastor, I've been diagnosed with cancer. And as we talked, and he, we gave him some scriptures, and we told him that we'd pray for him, he began to, to share. He said, you know, I've told my family, and they're just taking it in. But he said, I, I've lived a good life. It was as if he was saying, I'm ready. From what he tells me, things are settled with God. And one day, we're going to have to leave this life. One day, we're going to go from this place to the next. And I understand that it's scary at times. If you are ahead of your family, maybe you look and see those that will be left behind. And you wonder, how will my son, how will my daughter, how will my my wife, how will they fare? And hopefully you can take care of that. If you haven't bought life insurance, take care of that. That would be a good thing. Give your wife a little bit of peace of mind. Amen? Although when my wife is often asking me to up the life insurance, I want to make sure that the food isn't poisoned. Amen? <laughs> but there are things that come our way. And sometimes we just don't know the answer. But it can be found by going just a little bit further. Your body can go much longer than your mind can. The same thing God tells us when it comes to our spirit and soul. He said, you have not resisted unto blood. He said, be careful. Don't faint in your mind. Don't faint in your mind. Don't give up in your mind. You say, preacher, I just don't know what to do. I feel like God's not answering. I feel like I'm in the dark. Just keep on going a little bit further. Don't quit. Just go on a little bit further, a little longer in the presence of God, a little longer in the Bible reading, a little longer in your service for him. That little bit further can make all the difference in our life. Never quit. Never give up. Don't let the voice of doubt and fear win. Fight back and replace them with faith. When the enemy says, you can't do it, you've got to fight back and say, I can't by myself, but I know with God I can do all things. I know with God he will strengthen me. I know he said he would never leave me nor forsake me. When you're coming up, when there's more month than there is money, you can say, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I know God will make a way. I might not know how he'll do it. I might not know when he'll do it. But I know if I just keep going a little bit further, maybe at the top of the hill there'll be a blessing awaiting me like it was for David. I know that God is not unmindful of what I'm going through. I know God understands the struggle. I know that God knows just how much I can take and he's promised that he would not suffer me to be tempted above that which I am able, but will provide a way of escape. Never quit. Never give up. 
fight back and replace the doubts with faith. Go a little further in faith. Go a little further in prayer. Go a little further in walking with God. That man wasn't so smart. When he was out swimming, he decided to swim across the river. And he got about halfway across the river and said, I can't make it. And then swam back to the first part of the side. Not so smart, amen. If he just would have kept going in the same direction, he could have made it across, amen. There was a time, I've shared the story before, when in Bible college, the enemy had convinced me for a moment, was trying to convince me anyhow, that it was too late for me. There was no more hope. I might as well just give up and quit. There was a, a series of messages our pastor was preaching. And he was talking about a guy. I think the guy was a piano player, or his piano player. And his first name happened to be David, which happens to be my first name. And it was one of the most serious messages. Matter of fact, it was about a week or so of serious, serious messages. The pastor was preaching. He was talking about this guy who had ran off with uh, uh, this woman and messed up his ministry and messed up his life. And he said, and I told him. And I said, Dave. And he pointed right at me when he said that. And I felt as if God was just pinning me to the wall like I was the one that was guilty. And for a moment there I thought, man, I should just get up and leave because obviously there's no more hope for me. There's no more, uh, there's no more uh, chance for me. I might as well quit. And we happened to have a double-header service. This doesn't happen all the time. But he, he stopped the service and we were going to come back in and have church again. And in between those services, I went out and you should never do this. This isn't wise. I said, God, I need you to speak to me. And I just took the Bible and I flipped it open and I put my finger there. And I put it to the wrong verse. It was something like, a, uh, just like the dog returned to its vomit. So, and I, and so does the sinner return to his, the air of his ways. And I thought, oh, God, it's true. I'm, it's too late for me. But something said, just don't give up. Just don't quit. And I stayed there. And as I stayed there, sometimes it just seemed so dark, but I just determined I'm not going to give up. And then suddenly the pendulum began to swing to the other side, and, and the man got up and preached. I still remember the name of the message. It was, quit ye like men, which did not mean to give up, but it meant to equip yourself like a man, to not give up. And he encouraged us to just keep on going. And I kept on going. And then it seemed like the whole, the whole uh, spirit of the church changed. And it went from being so serious to some of the greatest services I've ever been in. Where the spirit of God came down and there was prophecy. And the Holy Ghost was moving. And God was building us up. And I can think back now, if I would have quit, I would have missed all of that. Just don't give up. Christian, if you're here tonight, the devil said, you might as well throw in the towel. Don't listen to that lie. Hold on. If you're here tonight and you think, well, I've got no reason to live. Yes, you do. Jesus loves you. 
He loved you so much, he, he died for you. God, the Father loved you so much, he sent his son for you. He knows what you've done. Maybe you think, well, preacher, that's easy for you to say because you don't know all that I've been involved in. But God knows all that you've been involved in. And he still loves you. And he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The enemy's convinced you in your mind if God knew, or rather if the preacher knew or the people knew just what you've been involved in, they'd kick you out on your ear. But God's saying, no, no, no. I know, and yet I love you. Just come to me, and I'll forgive you. Just come to me, and I'll give you a brand new beginning. Catastrophes, come on musicians, catastrophes, heartbreaks, heartaches, Happen to all of us, but if in our heart and mind we'll just say, God, with your grace and with your help, I'm just going to keep on going. I want to spend a little bit more, a little further in prayer, a little deeper in meditation, a little further in my dedication to Him. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Lord Jesus, I know.